Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the almost famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Every Tuesday, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. If you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, simply reach out, find all the contact information on the almost famous page at 959WATD.com. Give me a follow tonight too on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And we have a podcast. You can subscribe to that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app. Or head over to almostfamousradio.com. Tonight, we're being joined on the tiny stage by Lee Zangari. How you doing? Hi, great. So if the name doesn't sound familiar, the voice and the music might, because you've been here before. Yes, I a different have. name. Mm-hmm. Talk about what's been new in your world since the last time you were here, which I think was 2020. Yeah, a long time ago now. There's some things have happened in the world since. Yeah, so it's a much different place than it was three years ago. So give us the information on, on who you are and what we're going to be hearing tonight. So I, uh, I play both the guitar and the mountain dulcimer, and I try and combine a, a, a folk style with a sort of experimental sensibility. Very cool. And share the online information if people want to follow along tonight. So uh, my name is Lee Zangari, Z-A-N-G-A-R-I, and I'm at Lee Zangari on Instagram. Uh, you can check out LeeZangari.com or uh, LeeZangari.bandcamp as well. Awesome. And what's available for music? I know there's some, some music coming out later on this year as well, actually, very shortly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I have, uh, during the, the, the pandemic, I, I was recording a lot at home, and so I've got some um, sort of Bandcamp-only releases that are, are both what I'm doing now and also some like sound collage pieces that are more experimental. Awesome. And also, right around this time last year, you got a lot of love from the folks over at NPR. Talk about that. That was a really cool time for you, I'm sure. Yes. So um, I submitted a Tiny Desk contest entry, and WBUR picked mine as their favorite entry from Massachusetts. Very cool. And that, that's still available online, too, if people want to go and search for it, isn't it? Yes. Uh, you can watch the video, and there's also a write-up from WBUR as well. Excellent. Let's start the night off with some music. What are we listening to first? Um, this is a song called North Dakota. Cool. Let's hear it. We have Lee Zangari on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours.
Great way to start the night. Lee Zangari on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. So talk about that song. How did that song happen? I read an article about the, the North Dakota oil boom, and I was thinking about, you know, just what it's like to, to uproot yourself and, and try and, and find opportunity somewhere new, which is a, an experience of so many people in so many places and so many times. Let's go back to the early years of Lee Zangari. Talk about when music first became part of your life. Uh, well, music has always been a part of my life because... My father is a musician, uh, so I come from a very music-oriented family. My dad's a piano player and a piano teacher. My older brother is a drummer, so it was uh, almost fate, I think. I can imagine. So when did you actually start performing? I didn't start playing until I was in college. I didn't play an instrument before then. Really? Um, what a surprise to me. I, I played the dulcimer for the first time when I was probably 19, and then I, I learned the guitar after that, actually. Really? <laughs> so for those who aren't familiar with the dulcimer, talk about what exactly that is. Yeah, so the dulcimer, I'm going to play it in a little while. And it's a traditional Appalachian folk instrument. It's a type of zither, uh, so it, it doesn't have a neck. And you play it flat on your lap. And it's got a really cool sound, too. You're, you're gonna, I'm sure you're going to love this when you hear it later on. You Obviously, you know, you gotta, a musical start later in life. At what point did it become more than just a hobby for you? When did you actually realize that you can play and you can get attention and even, you know, make a living playing music? I started writing songs immediately. That was the first thing that I did when I when I picked up the dulcimer. And so the, there, there are some early songs that I still perform that are very, very simple because that's all that I could play. So every single bit of musical knowledge and skill that I have ever had has has gone into writing songs. I was a theater major in college, and so I, I was already doing that, and then I, I kind of combined them. And so there really wasn't a, there wasn't even a gap. I picked up the instrument, and then I was performing immediately. So talk about some of, some of those early performances, you know, going from performing on stage as a theater major to actually playing in front of an audience, playing music. It's extraordinarily similar, I think, to me, because you are getting up in front of an audience and telling a story, which is what I'm really passionate about, sort of creating a, a little world that people can enter. Once you made that decision to 
head in the direction of music. What changed about your confidence level after that moment? There's really been a long process of becoming more confident as a player and um, doing more complicated things and uh, branching out into new directions. And that's what's so wonderful about it for me is that there's always more to learn and something new to create. So elaborate more on that branching into different directions. I don't play the dulcimer in a traditional way because I I taught myself. And so I'm always discovering new things on it. It's a deceptively simple instrument. It only has four strings. Some have five. And it's just a, a D and A and two more Ds. But you can get so many textures on it. And every day I, I pick it up and I, I find new sounds that I didn't know that I could make. Do you find that your songwriting was influenced by the dulcimer? Like if you had started on guitar, do you think your songwriting would have gone in a different direction? Yeah, I think that it has made my songwriting probably a little less conventional than it might have otherwise been because I didn't. You know, when I when I started learning the guitar, I learned how to play D and G and E minor. But with the dulcimer, I had nothing like that. I was just putting my hands on it, and uh, whatever sound came out came out. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, let's hear more music from you. What are we listening to next? Uh, this is a song called Sundew. All right, we have Liz Ungari on the tiny stage, ninety five nine W A T D. It's all yours. Dream of a tune that we dance to from midnight to noon. 
Very cool. Lisa Ungari on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Give us the name of that song again and talk about how it happened. Uh, that's called Sundew, or um, Me and Then You. It happened because I was reading, it's, it's always that, I was reading about carnivorous plants. <laughs> and it inspired a song. That's great. So you mentioned that just before you played that song, that songwriting entered your life uh, like music did, kind of later in life. Talk about how songwriting works for you. How do you typically compose? I like to sit down with the instrument um, and just start playing and see what the sounds kind of bring out. Sometimes I will like write down little things like as I'm going about my day, but the song doesn't happen until I'm there listening to the instrument. You've mentioned a reading. You've mentioned a couple of different things that, that have sparked the creativity. What, what typically influences you? What sparks the creativity for you to start writing? I love to read. I read a lot of novels, um, and I'm not all that knowledgeable about art, but I love to go to the museum and uh, see what I can see. And uh, I have a lot of, of, of songs that are, are quite directly influenced by art that I have seen or, or things that I've read. In the time that you've been writing since college, how do you think your writing has evolved? I think I've gotten more more confident and um, more mature as I have matured. I feel like my songs are more complete now. So you you mentioned, too, we've, we talked about this a couple of times, about uh, songs being inspired by reading or by art. Uh, songs that are inspired that versus songs that come from personal experience. Do you ever write from personal experience? I do write from personal experience, but I feel like every song you write that's about a character or an image has you in it. And every song that you write about you has a character in it and is is somewhat distanced from you because it's turned into this art. And so they're all personal and none of them are personal, which I think is how a lot of people feel about, um, about the art that they make. Speaking of which, do you have any songs right now that you've written that you're not ready to share yet? That might be a little bit too personal or maybe not on like an emotional level ready to be shared live? Um, I try not to let worries about, about vulnerability get in the way of what I share. I think what I, what I don't share is things that aren't done. It's <laughs> a great answer <laughs> and understandable too. I met you, I want to say, three or four years ago. Was it the mm-hmm. Plymouth Idol or something at the Spire Center? Yeah. Some type of, of, of talent competition that you slayed at. Like, you just like, you crushed <laughs> everybody. Something that really caught my attention about you and really made me start paying attention is your use of unique time signatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last song uh, we just heard, uh, Sundu, is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Not really an untraditional time signature. It was in, uh, what, 3-4? Yeah, yeah. But talk about how you come up with the, the time signatures of the songs that you're writing, or did that just kind of come naturally? I think a lot of that comes from playing solo. It's a lot easier to be going in and out of a time signature or you know, have a, a measure that suddenly out of whack uh, when you are, are, are playing by yourself. Uh, so I have, a, I have a lot of freedom where that's concerned, and so it is fun to use it. What is the most unique time signature that you've written in, if you can <laughs> think of that off the top of your head? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's probably a dulcimer song, though. <laughs> That's so cool. We're chatting with Lee Zongari on the tiny stage here on 95.9 WATD. 
We are coming up against our first break of the Tiny Stage Hour, so we have a lot more to chat about, more songs to share, more stories to tell. 95.9 WATD brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm being joined tonight on the Tiny Stage by singer-songwriter Lee Zungari. How you doing? Great. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you back. So uh, for those who missed the first part of the night, give yourself another introduction, if you would. I am a folk singer-songwriter. I'm based in Quincy, and uh, I, I play the guitar and also the mountain dulcimer. Awesome. And describe the dulcimer again for people who aren't familiar. It's a traditional Appalachian instrument. You play it uh, flat on your lap, and it has kind of a very bright sound. Awesome. Can't wait to hear that. And also, uh, your website, the socials, anything like that. What's available for music? Give us all the details. I am at Lizangari, L-E-E-Z-A-N-G-A-R-I, on Instagram. There's also Lizangari.com, Lizangari.bandcamp.com as well. Excellent. And you've got the guitar in hand. What are we listening to next for music? This is a song called Into the Night. All right. We have Lizangari on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Whenever you're ready, the Tiny Stage is yours. We'd have to decide on 
Awesome. Lee Zangari on the tiny stage. 95.9 WATD. A lot to unpack in that song, so talk about it. That song, um, it's uh, <laughs> things I read again. I'm a really big fan of Ursula K. Le Guin. There's this uh, quote from her where she, she talks about how we talk about going forward into the future. As if we are, you know, we're, we're, we're active and we're making the future happen. But really, morning comes whether you set the alarm or not. She was very influenced by Taoism and sort of thinking about how to how to be in the world and be with the world. And so it's a song that has a lot in it about how you're going to go forward into the night, no matter what you you do, and that's okay. <laughs> Speaking of going into the future, where do you see your songwriting? your music, even yourself, where do you see all that in like maybe five or ten years from now? I keep talking about the dulcimer. I'm about to pick up the dulcimer. I hope that I can uh, be somebody who spreads awareness of the dulcimer as an instrument and love for the dulcimer and uh, kind of uh, new ways of, of, of playing the dulcimer, new th- possibilities on it. And I think the last time you were here, you gave that same answer. And I think, <laughs> I think you literally are. Like I think it's at least around here more and more well-known because of you. So thank you for that. That's great. I want to talk about influences for a little bit here, too. Mm -hmm. Who did you grow up listening to? Who are you listening to today? I grew up first listening to jazz, and then I I kind of discovered folk music when I was a teenager. I love Joni Mitchell. I love Paul Simon. I love Leonard Cohen. All of those those really uh, important people. Tracy Chapman. And now I, um, I, I am just... In love with Aldous Harding. Every time she releases something new, I listen to it the first time and I think, oh, you know, I don't really like this as much as her previous stuff, I think. And then I listen to it 10 more times <laughs> immediately and realize that I'm in love with it. She has that kind of subtle complexity. Are you following anybody from the local music scene, the South Shore, the Boston area? Yeah. Can you share any, any of those names, some of your favorites? I've been listening a lot to uh, Seth Hansen, who is uh, somebody that I've, I've been on songwriter nights with, and I, I bought his album, Not Too Deep, and I just always listen to it in the car because it's so good. It's just um, really like masterful folk songs. What's a song you wish you had written, if you could pick one? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or anything. Oh, man. Um... A song I wish I had written. I think maybe my favorite song ever is Wichita Lineman. Great song. Jimmy Webb. Good I, stuff. I think it's just perfect. I, I won't disagree with you on that. I think it, <laughs> it's right up there for sure. So you're driving your car. You've got your Spotify playlist on. And the one song comes on that nobody knows you listen to. You roll the windows up. You crank the stereo up and you start singing along. To your ultimate guilty pleasure song of all time. What is that? <laughs> ultimate guilty pleasure song. Um, you know, I I still uh, I still enjoy Marine and the Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
Well, let's continue with more of your music. What are we listening to next? I think we're switching over to the dulcimer for this one. Yes. And just give me a strum so I make sure the DI is still connected. There we go. That sounds great. Beautiful. What are we starting off with the dulcimer on? Uh, this is A Man is a Man, um, which is the, the song that was my um, Tiny Desk video that you can you can look up if you want. Fantastic. Let's hear it. We have Lee Zangari on the tiny stage, 95.9 WHD with the dulcimer. It's all yours. Awesome. Lee Zangari on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Walk us through that song. How did that song happen? It's a very simple dulcimer part, but uh, one that I really enjoy playing. And uh, it's, it's kind of a dialogue 
where there's someone who's telling another person to stop dreaming and and accept things as they are, essentially. But this longing for, for something different is really vital and really beautiful. Walk us through how that became an entry for your tiny desk submission with NPR last year. I wasn't sure what song to do, but I, I, I ended up with that one. And uh, uh, it was filmed by William Hall in Weymouth. And it turned out looking fantastic. And I, I didn't think it would really catch anybody's eye because, because it is so simple. But I was really glad, um, really gratified that uh, they felt like there was, there was something there. You've got some projects planned for this year. Uh, one uh, you, you mentioned off air you're expecting will uh, kind of come to be in, in June or at some point in the uh, late spring, early summer. Talk about what's coming for music from you. I'm doing uh, a lot of recording. People can expect uh, both little things here and there. And um, I've got a 10-track album that I'm working on. Um, and I've, I've also got a lot of performances coming up. And where's the best place to stay up to date with, with the uh, performances? If you follow me on Instagram, I always post there. Perfect. Give that information another plug if you would, too. Lee Zangari, that's Z-A-N-G-A-R-I. Just squished together as, as my Instagram handle. Awesome. And let's talk about, about the studio uh, just for a little bit, too. What has been happening so far when it comes to the actual recording process? It's interesting to do because sometimes you end up not being able to tell whether the dulcimer or the guitar is the instrument that's being played, especially um, with the... Normally I play a, a nylon string guitar, but sometimes I play a steel string guitar and they sound much more similar. So it's uh, cool the, the, the way that the, the dulcimer translates. When you're in the studio, is it going to be a full band project or is it going to be more of an acoustic type uh, vibe? There will be some some uh, some guests, but it's uh, pretty close to what I what I do. Um, That's something that, that always fascinates me, especially with solo performers, is how they will take a song they write that they are very comfortable performing solo, especially like a song performed you know on the dulcimer, for example, mm-hmm. and having that translate to a full band project or, or accompaniment. How do you work on the arrangements with the other musicians on the project? I think uh, you do a lot of trusting people <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of listening. Great answer. <laughs> Let's continue with your music. What are we listening to next? Um, this is a fairly new one. Um, it's called uh, Running Back in Time. Let's hear it. Lee Zangari on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours.
Zangari on the tiny stage, WATD. Talk about that song. How did that song happen? Um, so that song, it's got some uh, quotations in it from the book of Job. That's what it is. <laughs> that is Lee Zangari. Share with us again the website, the socials, all of that good stuff. On Instagram at Lee Zangari, L-E-E-C-A-N-G-A-R-I. Uh, also, LeeZangari.com and LeeZangari.bandcamp.com as well. Excellent. Something that I've been asking everybody that comes on this show recently, and this is something that's been, you know, kind of bubbling in the background uh, in the local music community for a, a while now. It's nothing new. Venues, producers, clubs, anything like that, being accepting and welcoming to everybody. What has your experience been, and what do you think is being done right? What do you think needs to be changed? That's a really great thing to be thinking about. Something that I kind of didn't expect when I started doing open mics and doing kind of the like early professional type of stuff is that the folk scene locally is quite male dominated. And so I, I'm always really excited to see women, to see queer people, to see non-binary people. And, you know, I hope that the kind of the more of us who get out there and, and, and start playing the, the better. If you were to give an inspiring performer advice as to what to expect, what to do, anything in, in regard to that. What would you say to them? Keep going. Grab your instrument, walk in, and uh, you should be there. You're always going to have experiences where, where you play and, and no one is listening. But somebody is, even if it seems like nobody's listening. Absolutely. I completely agree. And uh, that's you're always playing for that somebody. Along those same lines, when you first started performing and playing open mics, what was the biggest lesson that you learned from those early years? It helped my confidence as a person because I learned to have the attitude of, I like my music. I think it's interesting. I feel proud of it. I feel good about it. How other people react, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to enjoy making it which is a good, a good attitude to have in, in life. I, I, I wish I could apply it more to other areas of life. I'm working on it. That's great. We're chatting with Lee Zangari on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. We are up against our final break of the night. We have time for one more song. Does that work for you? Yeah. All right, we'll do that after this. 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, 95.9 WATD. Back in a few. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. 
For the final time, welcome back to the almost famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians. From across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass, I'm John Shea. Make sure to follow me tonight, Facebook and Instagram, at Almost Famous Radio. And I'm being joined tonight on the WATD Tiny Stage by Lee Zongari. How you doing? Great. You're sounding great tonight. Thank you so much for making this happen. Thank you for having me. Share with us again the website, the socials, any available music, anything like that. I am on Instagram at Lizangari, L-E-E-Z-A-N-G-A-R-I. I've got a Bandcamp, Lizangari.bandcamp.com. That's where most of my music is. And also I have a website, Lizangari.com. And some projects coming up later on in the year, maybe some some early summer stuff. What's going on with that? (laughs) Well, I am on May 12th. I am performing at City Space in Boston, and um, we're calling it the Sound On Mini Festival, and uh, it's going to be me and also Pratik, Pratik Pradar, and um, and uh, Eleanor Electra. So some local folk music, and I think it's going to be a really special night. Fantastic. We have time for one more song before we close things out. What are we going up to the top of the hour with? This is called Dandelion Seeds. All right. And uh, before you play it, talk about it. How did this song happen? This is an early song of mine. And it's it's one of the ones that has <laughs> stood the test of, uh, you know, six or seven years. And um, it has references to Hamlet in it, to Ophelia, but it's not about that wholly. It's a song that I think came from being in a in a sort of transitional point in life for me. Well, let's hear it. Lisa Ngari, thank you again for making this work. Best of luck with everything, with the, with the performance, with the, the new record, with uh, the rest of the year and all that. Thank you. 95.9 WATD, the tiny stage is yours. My brother told me that the earth was hollow like a shell, a basketball or a balloon, and we could float away, and we'd drift through space, far away like a dandelion seed in the wind. My lover told me that the sky was falling to the ground, and if I didn't hold it up, then we could be crushed flat, and it went like that. Every day, till the leaves fell off the trees, and I had bloody, muddy knees, and the dandelion seeds grew again. I have tried to see you how you wanted to be seen, and I have tried to be all of the good that you needed But I drowned instead I drowned instead The city is a labyrinth and I'm hungry on my own And though the geese are flying south It doesn't feel like fall I have heard it all I know this place I don't know why I'm always breathing. 
Sinks into the weeds, and he wrecks not his own. Re-